What's going on, everybody? Welcome to TRB Live. This is the Resistance Broadcast, and we are legitimately live. This isn't one of those things where we set something and it comes out and looks like we're live. We're live right here. Look. Yep. You and me. I see you. I see you in the comments. Howdy. Everyone's chiming in. Everyone's having a good time. We're having such a great time. Uh, Yeah. So we want to thank everybody for joining us live here on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at the resistance broadcast. I'm John. That is James. That is Lacey. And for our audio listeners, uh, we appreciate you uh, chiming in and tuning in on Spotify, Apple, wherever that may be. Keep rating us. Uh, We really appreciate all the support there. Uh, And if you are watching on the channel, make sure you like the video uh, that you're subbed to our new channel. We're trying to march steadily towards 2000 subscribers uh long shot to hit it for before star wars celebration but that'd be cool we're about 600 plus away uh but more importantly thank you for joining us on this show uh if you happen to be tuning in live and you'd like your comment read on the show and us react to it and discuss it we have super oh. chats available for you to do so uh but we have a really good show today we're going to be talking about the latest star wars news and stuff came out just today that is wow. really going to get us excited especially mm-hmm. if it winds up being true uh so Big james and lacy we are here live which funny enough we were just talking about this uh while we were recording something else we only have one more live TRB live Thursday show before the Mando fan show gets dusted off. It's back in the garage somewhere. We got the set. We got to bring it out, but it's coming back so soon. And we got to remember how to do that thing because people love the Mando fan show. They love mm-hmm. it. They definitely do. I, it was one of those things that when we initially came up with the idea to do it, um, it was just kind of like, oh, it's going to be its own thing. So we should... Otherwise, it's going to take over our normal episodes, which should make its own thing. And the weirdest but coolest thing about it is we've found so many people for the community, uh, for the TRB community, and have people have joined us from just that. They didn't mm-hmm. even know we had this other show. They only know us yeah. from Mando Fan Show. So that's kind of the coolest, weirdest thing about it. But I'll never forget the early days of recording and then immediately editing that thing. <laughs> and then exporting yeah and then no joke there's a reason it. we do live and it's kind of because of the mando fan show and we were like yeah. that was just miserable so let's let's just go live yeah i mean it was yeah miserable it was crazy turning it around not doing it no yeah yeah and it's it's a really fun show because we obviously do our trb lives and we did it for kenobi and we did it for andor and um but mando fan show was our first one so probably like how people view the Mandalorian. It's like, you know, the first one of its kind, it's special. And I feel that way about the Mando fan show. It has its own name. It's not part of the uh, numbering convention of our podcast. Like the other ones are it's its own animal. So we did celebrate 600 episodes recently, but we're well above that because of things like Mando fan show and the other stuff we do. But Mm -hmm. um, either way, you know, the, the thanks again to everybody who sent so many nice comments to us about 600 episodes yes. last week. That was really, really cool. All the support uh, meant a great deal to us. And uh, before we get into anything, I'm going to hand this over to Lacey because we got to give a special shout out to somebody. Yeah. So our buddy Ed, who listens um, off the a small island in the UK, which we appreciate hearing from like where everybody's from and how far reaching our Star Wars chats go. But uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to Ed, his partner Fiona, and his daughter Emmy, 
who listen to the podcast with us. Everybody. Um, Emmy's favorite character is Grogu. You're in good company. I love Ooh. Grogu myself. I have plenty of them, Emmy. Um, and we really appreciate you listening to the podcast. And um, yeah, let us know how you're doing in the comments. And we'll maybe see you at Celebration. We're not sure. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you very much. And hi, hope everyone's doing well. And yeah, Grogu is amazing. So the best uh, right here. Pick. Just barely can't see. <laughs> <laughs> He's everywhere, isn't he? He's just everywhere. Even if you've yeah. never bought something from Grogu, something from Grogu is in your house. That's just how he, that character oh, is. Right my, my son had, they did right Valentine's there. Day. Just right there on the tip. Oh, there it is. Can't see it. Just okay. that little oh, guy. Yeah, you can't see him. Right. Oh, random down here. This is our design. Okay, there you go. Anything else? No. Can't see. Okay. (laughs) What do you want to say, Uh, John? Well, my son, they did the Valentine's Day stuff, and they give out the candy and all that stuff. Probably has to get approved by the FDA or whatever they have to do now. Um, But Johnny had the ring pops of Bando and Grogu, and they were a big hit with his uh, classmates at daycare. Um, Nice. Funny how these kids don't really like know what the Mandalorian is because they don't watch it because they're four years old but they know grogu they, and they still call him baby yoda and it's just still this crazy cool thing so uh great pick uh as your favorite character emmy and thanks to all of you for listening uh across the pond and if we get to see you that's very cool too please come say hi if you see us when we're over there um all right so we also have other things to get into we speaking of that 600th episode we ran two giveaway contests um and am i doing these we didn't really iron that out I thought yeah, you were you doing the one. first one and I'm doing the second one. You want to do one? What? I asked James if he wants to get involved here. Just keep pointing out. No, yeah, you guys in your are room. Fine. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. So the <laughs> first one uh, was comment on our 600th episode video with your favorite TRB episode or moment. And you entered to potentially win all of these things. TRB sweatshirt, TRB hat, which are new, fresh out of the oven, if that's how mm-hmm. hats are made. I'm not sure if that's how they're made. And a Black Series George Lucas Stormtrooper figure, which is truly one of a kind. Not canon at all, but it's Mm-mm. still very cool. And we have a winner. And the winner said this. So I'm sure they're going to be like, oh, is that my comment? But yeah, said, everyone's quickly going, wait, what? They're going to go back and check right now. Uh, they <laughs> yeah. said, on the edge of the seat, yeah. Congratulations, you guys. I've loved all the episodes I've seen so far, but the October 17th, 2022 episode has a special place in my heart. I was listening to it when I was in the hospital awaiting the birth of our new baby, Ben. Keep up the great wow. work. So we were helping someone through labor. Uh, you, <laughs> I know that no, pain. So right there, we're, yeah. nobody, who, nobody else who commented really had a chance, I guess. But listen, congratulations to Jamie Gerber. Jamie. Uh, she has a Gerber baby. I'm sure she's heard that joke. Like I love that you named mm-hmm. it Ben. Is it yeah. Ben Solo? Ben Is Kenobi, right? Yeah. Or Ben Kenobi. Um, so congratulations, Jamie. Uh, we'll get in touch with you, or you can email us at resistancebroadcast at gmail.com or Patreon or wherever you prefer. Um, but you're going to get a TRB sweatshirt. You're going to get the TRB hat and the George Lucas Stormtrooper figure, which is very cool. Uh, so congrats and thank you for listening, watching, being part of TRB. She says, um, quote, you guys, I'm holding oh, she's here right now. Mm-hmm. All right. That's amazing. That is Live so reaction. cool. All right. So that means Ben, let me do the math. That means Ben is four months old. Uh, 
tomorrow or something like that. Awesome. So happy, happy four months to Ben. Hope everyone's almost, well. And thanks, almost thanks. John's birthday. You almost shared a birthday with John. Yeah, almost right. Yeah, right near my birthday. Very cool. Very, very cool. He's gonna have a, he's gonna have a lot of those Halloween birthday parties, which are always fun. Uh, That's so what Bennett great. wanted. He yeah. said spooky birthday. Those are cool. <laughs> so, so maybe Ben, if he gets into Star Wars, he'll be able to dress up as a Star Wars character for his birthday parties when he gets older. Jamie, now we're just like mm-hmm. dictating your life. You're like, guys, just give me the stuff and move on with the show. All right. <laughs> uh, all right, Lacey. We had one more giveaway before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show. So what do we got here? Yeah, so our second uh, contest was two options to win on Twitter where we had two tweets and you had to quote tweet uh, with your favorite moment or something you loved about the show and you were entered. So out of all the people that won, our winner said, quote, my favorite moments are all of John's puns. They crack me up every single time. I'm hoping you're joking by saying this. <laughs> yeah. I'm oh, just kidding. Uh, our winner is Michelle at Gypsa. Hey Michelle, thank you Michelle, so much. Congratulations, Michelle. Michelle M. Yes, yeah. Michelle, yeah. you're the best. Uh, I'm kidding. Thank I you, just Michelle. like to give John a hard time because <laughs> uh, his puns suck. But I'm glad you like what? them. <laughs> anyway, yay, <laughs> six hundred. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's uh, before we get into the uh, resistance report, let's check in with a super chat that just came in so yeah let's head to lacy thanks lacy um so coming up we have... yeah my funds are terrible but that bit is <laughs> super chat from aaron hey aaron thank you so much he said trb live makes thursdays the best day of the week i couldn't agree more thanks we aaron. love doing live chats and chatting with you guys i personally look forward to thursday just because i know we can all like kind of geek out together talking about star wars mm-hmm. so thank you so much very very cool oh michelle wasn't um, joking by the way she wrote in the she wasn't joking she loves all the puns michelle <laughs> thank Michelle's you. Here i too. know michelle i was just kidding michelle thank <laughs> you for validating the man of the people on this podcast oh jeez all right all right <laughs> we do see the uh, whole chats no <laughs> <laughs> well that one that one already uh wait when does that come no. out? it comes out tomorrow yeah yeah yeah. All right. So listen, here's the deal. We're going to we're going to hand it over to another guy who uh, hates sports. And his name is James. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> it's the resistance. So guess what? We might be getting Star Wars news at Star Wars Celebration. Sorry movie news at star wars celebration uh this coming from hollywood reporter who was covering a lot of that stuff that was happening with disney we talked about it last week but it's still kind of everybody's still processing it digesting it kind of making under understanding what came out of uh what bob Iger had to say uh and part of that is um sort of contrary to what i was saying last week which is like you don't take your biggest property and put that to the side. But Hollywood Reporter is saying Marvel's probably going to take a step back. Um, they have put out too much all at one time. They'll probably pull it back. However, in the Hollywood uh, Reporter article, Star Wars, Lucasfilm's in a different position. They're probably going to start pushing more. 
getting more television, getting more movies. Uh, specifically, they were saying in the theatrical run, uh, they said that the, there's this thing that's going on, this thing that's going on, this thing that's going on. And those things are expected to be announced at Star Wars Celebration. I don't know if that's speculation on a part of um, the author here, but John, what do you think about this news? Uh, we're expected to hear about Star Wars movie news come Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, you know, this has been something that's been simmering for a long time and, uh, you know, different outlets. And, you know, it started with the rumor of um, Damon Lindelof was developing mm -hmm. a Star Wars movie almost a year ago that uh, came out. And then this summer we hear the reports from, I think it was Matt Bellamy uh, um, of Puck News saying about this writer's room that's going on with Lindelof, which sounds very similar to what DC has been doing. The, the term writer's room is really in right now. So if you if you are a movie studio, you need to have a writer's room because that's what gets people going. Use the term writer's room. Even if you don't have a room or writers, writer's what? room together. That's When the way was the first time you guys heard that term? I feel like it was for like the Transformers Hasbro universe that really, really hasn't sure ever came to fruition. Room? I don't know, but in context of like movies of like, we gathered all these people together and put the best minds together to, and maybe it was dark universe. I don't know. I don't know. But um, yeah, I mean, the, it's a, it's a big trade Hollywood reporter. I'm not saying these trades are right all the time, but because there's been so much buzz about Lindelof making this movie, none of which has been officially announced yet. Like I said, recently on the podcast, you know, that, story came out about a year ago and other outlets with high connections in Hollywood uh, reported similar things with more detail on it months later. And then this fall, there was even more information about Lindelof and this movie, who his director is going to be and stuff. And Lucasfilm hasn't said peep about it. And I think that just confirms that they're waiting for celebration to pop this off. And I think we're going to hear about this movie and probably more than just that first movie um, so I don't know if it's one-offs, standalones, or if there is going to be some connectivity. Uh, we're keep hearing it's after episode nine, which is exciting. And I know a lot of people immediately jump to it's going to be focused on Ray. I, I don't know that. I, I, I still think we need more time for that, but I'd be, I'll be just as excited as anybody if it mm -hmm. is the case. But I think this is legit. I think there was a subdued nature in that last Star Wars celebration where we keep joking about the only movie they talked about was not a Star Wars movie. It was Indiana Jones. We're going to get our dose of Indy this year at Celebration. And I know not everyone's going to Celebration, but the info is going to come out and you're going to hear about it in all these reports, including our coverage and everything. All Star Wars fans together are going to find out about this that week. And I think it's everything's going to change around April 7th. You know, our feelings about Star Wars, we've been so focused on Disney Plus and what's going on. And we are very excited for Mandalorian and Ahsoka and uh, the Acolyte and, and Skeleton Crew and all that. But Star Wars movies are coming back. And I think they're finally shaping it out to do these things right. Um, and I'm really excited to hear what they are going to present to us. And I think it's going to be substantial. And I'm really excited about it. So I'm, I'm buying all of these reports because, again, where there's smoke, there's fire. And they've been really quiet over there from the official outlets. And I think it's because they're waiting for their big drop, their big dramatic announcements and reveals at their big event in Europe. It's, I think this is going to be a very special, special time in about 50 days or so.
seven weeks. Wow, crazy. Lacey, what are your thoughts on Star Wars Celebration getting movie news? Yeah, so this paragraph alone has a couple things that I found interesting, which was one, they mentioned that Taika Waititi is still developing a Star Wars movie, which I know we've Mm -hmm. had a discussion on this podcast about it. Um, But yeah, it says that he's still developing that. They also leave Rogue Squadron open. They said, which may never materialize, but they don't say that it's completely shut down, which is also interesting. Um, But the fact that they said that Star Wars news, especially film plans, are going to be unveiled at Star Wars Celebration, not surprising. I've been saying this for (laughs) a while. I'm like the one person on here that's been saying consistently that I think that they were going to announce movie stuff because it's just a good fit for that. Like, as soon as this Damon stuff came out last summer, I was like, oh, clearly Celebration because they need a big thing to celebrate. At celebration you know mando's been that thing last year and a couple of years prior um on the tv side but if there's anything the three of us have learned in our discussions of bob Iger returning of all the changes that are being made at disney currently and just the way they're kind of pivoting their content they need to get back into movie theaters and they need to get back into movie theaters with star wars which has been missing since 2019 guys 2019 was the last time we got a star wars movie and it's crazy that with such a big franchise like Star Wars, you're not going to be putting out more movies than that. So I think that this isn't surprising at all. Uh, it's nice to be validated with my like, it's going to happen to by, uh, you know, a big trade like the Hollywood reporter. Um, the quote at the end was interesting from Star Wars insiders, which was Lucasfilm may ramp up, but it will have to abide by the same fiscal discipline as the rest of the company. Uh-huh. So the idea that, it still comes down to the choices being made have to be right for the mo- the company to make money. We know that Disney is hurting. We know that they lost money on Disney Plus. So if they're looking to make money back through the movies and other content, they're going to be, I would say, I'm not going to say smarter in the sense of like something's better than the other, but probably something that's going to get them a better return. And I think that people need to remember that when they come out with these kind of shows that are a little different or new characters or something we've never heard of, those are risks. So Disney does need to have a baseline of stuff that people know. And whether you like it or not, that is a Luke Skywalker. That is a Palpatine. Those are characters that everybody knows. So they have to be tied in somewhere that a normal fan that just like star Wars is going to be like, Oh yeah, I'll go see that because it has blank in it. You know, like they did with rogue one and Darth Vader. Like now rogue one is its own thing. Don't get me wrong. But to advertise Rogue One, they pushed Darth Vader. They pushed the Death Star because that's what people know. So um, it's going to be interesting to see where they eventually land with the balance of new versus stuff that we already know. Because as we know from the past few years, Disney is definitely pushing the nostalgia stuff and the things that are recognizable indiana jones the stuff that people really love that connects them with their childhood and tugs on the heartstrings Mm -hmm. so i i'm just interested to see how they're going to balance that with star wars because star wars is one of those things that's so deeply personal to so many people that they have to do it in a way that is new is fresh but also brings that feeling of coming home so to speak of of knowing what star wars is which is why so, I think it, I think that also points to why they aren't going to step right off with more Ray stories. And that's fair. Want, I think that they want Ray to turn into the nostalgia feeling. 
sure to do race stories but i'm on the side of like i will always take a race story i'll always take daisy ridley and i think they should do it but i understand people like james and john saying hey i need a little time i need a little space Mm -hmm. before we come back to that character it's the kids too you know the they they will certainly learn a positive and really fruitful lesson from the prequels because those things were crapped on for a decade like these are the worst movies like it made george lucas it broke his heart and made him sell his company and those kids were five and now they're 25 or whatever and they're the ones like no these movies are awesome you shut up and that's what's going to happen with the sequel kids but it's too soon so if you bump it to maybe 2030 where the kids who were five then they're going to be 20 they're going to be like it's our time now to tell you oh those were our star wars movies like either get on board or let us enjoy our movies don't turn into you know the thing that you hated when your movies came out so right. I, I i but again i'm with you Lacey. like if she walks out on stage with bb8 i'm gonna be like oh, yes the time is perfect yeah you know so uh, you know who knows what, what's gonna happen but what I, is I interesting time would be better for that what is interesting john is like phantom menace comes out in 1999 and when did the prequels start getting their return to love 2009 so 10 years later that's 2015 to 2025 for the sequels. I don't think I think that's too soon for prequel. Love. I still think I, it's I, too soon, but I'm saying that's that's the 10 year mark after the first one came out yeah. sort of thing. That's I think it was like after of that they came out and people were like the Disney Star Wars. And they're like, you know what? George actually made really good movies. I changed my mind. Yeah. I think it needs to be more. I think it needs to be closer to like 10 years after last 2030 because that's when things started shaking. Yeah. So 2027 plus yeah. it would be right. Um, the, I also, I, I thought this story was interesting. Um, the, the one thing that kind of caught my eye is Lacey, you started to point it out, but not to the same point. Um, Lucasfilm is going to have to abide by the budget that everybody else follows under. And I was like, I wonder why that statement's being made. Cause right. Marvel it's such makes a particular big budget movies, but I was like, well, Andor was really expensive um solo was you know notably more expensive that's something they talk about often because the spending wasn't uh it was a bloated well. budget because things had to be redone yeah exactly but things weren't handled well I or whatever. 80% of that movie <laughs> and then um i you know also john you just did one of our youtube shorts on how indiana jones is in the close to 300 million range it's like reportedly, I don't know if, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I know. I'm just saying. I, when I saw that, I was like, maybe someone at Lucasfilm is being like, guys, <laughs> pull it down a little bit. We can still do Star Wars without having to spend so much money. Uh, so if we're gonna do more Star Wars, here's the rule: you gotta start coming under budget on this stuff. But we, you we know what? You know what? Too, though, James. You know, let's not forget they're building more of these stagecrafts in, in uh, different places. I, I believe mm-hmm. they're building one. I could be wrong in, in England if they haven't already. Um, they're doing England, New Zealand, Australia. I thought it was New Zealand. Oh, maybe it's New Zealand. But the point mm-hmm. being, like when when they do these big movies where they're going to want to have real location sh- uh, shots and, and scenes, they can utilize the stagecraft in these other, like they're not going to be beholden to, well, if you film this Star Wars in Manhattan Beach, then you're going to be using the volume. And if you're not, you're going to be using all these live sets like Andor did. And you're going right, to have right. huge budgets and stuff. They can use 
based on the director, like we can use stagecraft for this scene and we can use blend that just like how like the renaissance of special effects, like when Steven Spielberg blended practical with digital for Jurassic Park and it was amazing. It's going to be the same type of thing where we're not going to know what stagecraft or what's a real set. Because I remember people were dogging on Willow about, oh man, they filmed that whole thing in the volume and then they show the cast on this incredible location on this like coast of some sea somewhere. And it's just, people are fooling themselves into thinking it's stagecraft, which means it's working. And if you blend these big sets, like think JJ Abrams in the desert filming this stuff with some stagecraft stuff, like they did with like the Tatooine set, Mm -hmm. that will help bring the budgets down because you can't, you're not doing all on location. And I think they'll be able to make more movies that way. Um, but they're leaning into these IPs again, which is very good for Star Wars, like we talked about on that recent episode. And whether it's, you know, going back to theaters, I think is the right move because then you could trickle uh, Disney Plus shows off of the stuff that's happening on the big screen and the big screen will bring in the money to fund the other stuff. So uh, I, I think it's all good and I, I think this is all positive. I'm glad you brought up Willow too, because that was going to be another one of my points is that when I was thinking back to last year's announcements, um, Willow was one of them. One is, was one of the, oh, they did their live action panel. Willow was one of them. Well, they don't have Willow anymore. So they got to fill that space with another thing. Now, granted they, the, and Mandalorian season three, they didn't talk a lot about it, but they still have room to talk about Ahsoka this year. They still have room to talk about Skeleton Crew this year. So those still fit into that. They're probably still going to talk about Indiana Jones. They're going to talk about still Acolyte. Have those slots. But yeah, they, you're right. They could oh, yeah. clip in Acolyte. That would fill one of those spots. But it still feels like you're missing something. Uh, you could get Willow Season 2 announced. Um, that also could happen. I, I don't know. I just I was looking at like how they laid it out last year and I was like, okay, well, wh- what content are they still going to talk about this year and which ones have passed? Um, and it seemed to me like it, there was more room for possible announcements as far as 100% behind the scenes sizzle reel of Andor season two, especially they're filming it right there. Book you it. think? Mm hmm. Because we got one for season one during that webcast in 2020. There's no reason for us to not get something showing them running around. A I would get that, but I feel like that's not on the priority of things they want to talk about. Like when you look I, at the show, you have to go in order of like release. They're things. announcing movies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying if, if they're if not they're doing movies, movies then sure. I, it, it seemed to be too crowded unless they do like a big two hour panel or something to do the movie announcements and they then did 90 minutes the last shows. Time. I think they may have to split it this time where they do a movies and then a Disney plus thing. But I don't mm. know. Cause then they have to do Could Indiana be. Jones too. Well, they gave Mandalorian yeah. its own panel. And again, we're going to be mostly through Mandalorian at this point too. So you do have the possibility of an entire panel being something else. You know, they, that could and it be would, their movie or their Disney Plus show. I know they like surprises. It would be smart for them, in my opinion, if they announced a movie panel so that all eyes and ears are on it. Um, but who knows? You know, I'm, I'm just excited, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's... Uh, John, you did a poll on our Twitter. Um, do you want to yeah. pull that out? Do you want to take a look at the results of that? So it had to do with the movies. Um, and like Lacey said, that that whole like that nostalgia thing, like when it's good, it's good. And there's nothing better than the opening of a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. 
So we we pulled posted the poll. Star Wars movies are coming back. Do you want the franchise to continue using the opening title slash crawl sequence for future movies? Uh, and almost 500 votes. We just posted it today. So thanks to everybody who participated. 92% said yes. Wow. And only 9% said no. Uh, I think people miss it. I'm not saying Rogue One and Solo were wrong. I do think they should have had it. I like what Solo did with that sort of like makeshift version of it. But I really think people are missing that. And I can't imagine Star Wars and just not having that anymore. And them doing this whole thing that I think might have been a mistake where they're like, that's just for the Skywalker saga, which we just started calling that a few years ago. I, I think Star Wars, it, I think that opening transcends movies the way we talk about Grogu transcending characters, the way Darth Vader transcends Star Wars. It's just an iconic thing. And it's it's something that is irreplaceable, in my opinion. So the fact that 92%, it wasn't even like, if it was 70% and 30%, I'd be like, wow. But the fact that it's 92 to 9 or 92 to 8, uh, to me, like, and they, they say they listen to the fans. I, I think future Star Wars movies are going to have this thing. What do you guys think? I think it could. I, I, I personally feel like, they were making they were future proofing themselves they were like look if we do rogue one with this crawl then we set a precedent that they all are going to have this and forever we're never going to let our filmmakers or creators come up with different ideas or anything else star wars is always going to have to have this thing at the beginning and it's not it's 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 going to get old and you know mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. are going to stop liking it it like because they'll have seen it so many times Marvel did something really smart. They just made their thing, their logo, you know, and they can sort of change it up with the different people that they put in or, you know, the colors or however they want to do it. And that feels right. But this is like part of the movie um, that like the movie starts and then it's like, that's part of the movie. So it's, it's tricky. Um, I think they did the right thing, but I'm still surprised that people are still holding on to the crawl. I, I like it. But I want more Star Wars movies that are like this pocket over here and this thing and, this, you know, over here and over here and stuff. Um, I don't even need it to be within the timeline, which Solo and Rogue One still feel like they kind of are. Um, right. I don't mind like they go way over there and it's just in the Star Wars universe. And I th those movies to me creatively can be, you know. I'm not saying I want this, but I'm saying like, let people make uh, comedies or horrors or whatever they want to do in star Wars. Like let the directors and the creators do their thing and not be beholden to always having that crawl. But 92%. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's rough. Lacey. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm kind of torn on it. Cause it, it's weird because of the precedent that they've set that, if it's not a part of the Skywalker saga, it doesn't deserve a crawl. And I think because of that, I've now like kind of accepted that that's not the case. So when I see one, I'm going to be a little like thrown off. I'm going to be like, okay, this isn't in the other one. So now it just feels off. Um, but I understand the want to have it because it is that excitement that you get from a Star Wars movie when you see that logo appear and then the crawl comes that it's a part of the experience. Like it's the first thing that kind of hits you outside of the Lucasfilm logo. You know, it's, it's that thing that gets you hyped. So I understand people wanting it. 
I guess I would just have to see it in the context of what the story is. Like, is it in a continuation of the Skywalker saga? Like, what comes after that? Is it still a part of that that line of storytelling? Um, mm. Because all these offshoots don't have that. And if that's the case, are you going to go back and add them? <laughs> add the fact. You know what I mean? Like, uh, what does that look like? Um, so I'm kind of torn, but I would be okay if it did show up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting. Well, we talked a little bit about the Mandalorian. So let's go ahead and move on to our next story because I know you guys all saw that there was a new poster. There was a clip. There's a couple TV spots. Um, we can, we could go all over the board here. Lacey, um, I know we were just talking to you, but what are your thoughts on Mandalorian season three? Uh, propaganda or whatever whatever, you know. propaganda yeah. <laughs> whatever, um, whatever this we'll is. The media. Yeah, <laughs> yeah i think the poster's cool it's um paz Vizla, the armor bo-katan and mando all in the line kind of doing that like i don't know how to describe it i've seen it before it's been used before on many different things mm-hmm. it's like an army yeah it's, it's kind of like together. yeah exactly um it's all right. I liked the other posters better where Mando's kind of my favorite one was him with the Darth the dark saber standing on the ship with Oh, I wish uh, it was the Darth saber. Shut, shut up. <laughs> with Grogu in the ship. Um followed by the jetpack one where everyone was like, "Where's the dark saber?" and I'd say this is my third favorite one. I mean, mm-hmm. they're still all Mandalorian posters. They're still all really cool. Um but I think the thing that kind of grabbed my attention this week was definitely the uh, clip from season three that released uh, for people that are trying to not see anything of season three this is the time to maybe mute and i'll wave my hand like this when i'm done talking um what i said that's a good idea <laughs> yeah w- i'll wave like this when i'm done um all right so the audio people audio people come back in <laughs> i don't know two minutes um so <laughs> so the clip is it's not really that crazy but it's it's a clip no. where mando's talking with uh grief carga in navarro about you know taking on more jobs being a part of the community stuff like that and the big takeaway is you have grogu using the force to spin <laughs> a spinny chair around and around and it's something that any little kid i do it all the time as an adult it's one of those things that's just really really funny it's a it's a silly detail that just brings the heart back into it and like takes it has that comic relief moment that i feel like oftentimes are missing from the newer kind of star wars like especially kenobi and andor i get that andor is supposed to be dark i understand that i'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that it's just i was waiting for these moments like this that bring you up a little bit so that you're not just constantly going down in a depression spiral of like darkness um but it was a really cute moment. Expect more of that from the season. He's spinning around the chair. Uh, my favorite part is when Mando kind of slaps the chair to stop him. It just makes me laugh. Um, the other thing that's very noticeable uh, is when he talks about Mando coming back with Grogu and he seems very confused which naturally many in the audience would be confused if you didn't watch Book of Boba Fett. So a lot of people are like I guess everybody's confused while he's back. Um, But hopefully that will drive people to watch Book of Boba Fett to understand what's going on. Um, I know there were some complaints that maybe it was a little bit lazy to be like, oh, this is how they're covering that. Um, I have no problem with it. I'm happy to see Grogu back. I get the point of being like, oh, well, they weren't gone apart long enough to make a big character moment for Mando or Grogu. But 
I think the it was perfectly fine. <laughs> I don't think you can have the Mandalorian without Grogu, and I think John Favreau realized that, and I think Disney knows that. So it is no surprise to me that he's back. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I can't wait to see uh, what else more hype we get. We're so close, guys. We're so close to season three. Um, get ready for the press tour that's coming up because you know it's going to be happening soon with all the clips with Pedro, even though he's already been doing that with Last of Us. So like he's this is probably the craziest month of his life this like, this next couple weeks. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's it is the time of Pedro and I'm all for it. This and I'm a, waving my hand now for those that are meeting me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is kind of a tough question. How, how much is Pedro really in this? Do, we don't know. It's just sometimes I see how much praise he gets and I'm like, how how much is he really doing? His voice character? work is still there, though. So even it if is. he's not there, the voice is still just as how important. How important is James Earl Jones to Star Wars? Very important. Yeah. Right? Sorry, I didn't know if that was a rhetorical question. I mean, it, it both. Is. I'm glad you answered it too. But yeah. okay, <laughs> um, John, what were your thoughts on the TV spot and the clip, the poster? A TV spot, I, you know, those things start. They, they move so fast, and I think the one thing that stood out was a, a like a helicopter shot of like Tatooine, like someone speeding mm-hmm. speeding along there, which actually made me think of Book of Boba Fett, oddly enough. But uh, the poster, uh, I think, is very telling because. You know, if they're billing these things as posters, you know, they're mainstays, you know, maybe people are going to want these like in a frame and on their wall. And to me, it's showing the unity that we've been talking about, about the Mandalorians, because here you had the armorer who basically uh, made him um, uh, an outcast for taking off his helmet. And Paz Vizlov was fighting him for the Darksaber. And you have Bo-Katan there who's like, I want the Darksaber. And they're all in line together. They're not facing different directions. They're uh, clearly on the same side. So they're sort of teasing that, you know, even though there's all this disparity and, you know, we're the real Mandalorians and this is how it goes. Now, this is the way, you know, this is the way it's like, Nope, there's going to be a, a greater evil uh, that they're going to need to unite over. And I think this is the proof of that. So we'll see. Um, and then as far as the, the clip uh, revealed, um, I, it, it, the fun, like the funny part of it made me think of like, when I was a kid and my mom would take me to work because she, there was nobody to watch me and I'm just sitting there in her office, like doodling and spinning around in chairs and stuff. And like, that's the first thing I thought of when Grogu's sitting there while Mando's trying to have this serious conversation, he's spinning around, he's going through the guy's jelly beans. And I thought that was very cute and funny. And I liked that a lot. I, I could see like George Lucas, like writing that scene, you know? Uh, so I enjoyed that a lot. Um, and it just reminded me of the charm of the show. You know, we're going to get this stuff, this deep lore stuff and the, the the payoff of the relationships of these characters that we've already felt really deeply already. But we're also going to get that charm that Star Wars has uh, that is really identifiable. And you're like, that's Star Wars. And I, I like that a lot. And seeing Carl Weathers is always a treat, too. Cause I've always been a big fan of Carl Weathers. So overall, it just gets me hyped up. It doesn't reveal anything. It's just exciting and uh, looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree with everything you guys are saying. I don't think the clip gave away too much. I, I think it, it did uh, just hit at the right time to make everybody feel like, oh, wow, Mandalorian. I remember this show. Like, And James, it was first put out by Apple. Apple was the first one. Huh. 
the Apple App Store released it, and then Star Wars was right behind them. So and that was yeah. like maybe a deal. Or something. I, I know you're an follow, Apple guy. That's why. I'm... I didn't follow that story exactly as to like why it was on the Apple App Store, but I did see that that's where the first link came from. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, TV spots. Uh, it's just a. It's the same thing we've talked about for years with with Star Wars. It's like all the same shots except for it's just a different shot, a <laughs> different angle of the same things you've already seen over and over again. Um, but you know, a couple things to to eagle eye. Um, I am leaning more and more that that is in fact Bo-Katan in that ship. By the way, that they keep. Oh, showing. right on. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did, oh, did, really quick, James. The reason I you? said I've seen the helmet thing before is Disney did the same exact poster for Ant-Man with all the helmets lined up. Same exact poster. <laughs> oh, with like three of them? Ant-Man, of Wasp, them? Ant-Man's daughter, all in a line oh, and... with the... Yeah. I got you. Interesting. Um, who was it that said Bo-Katan you thought was in the ship? Sabine? Me? Either one of you? I, I just... I speculated Sabine and then... Clayton had showed us that toy, which I believe was right. Bo-Katan in that similar ship, which belonged to Clan Wren. So it was very like a little confusing, but also it was used as a Mandalorian protector. But clearly the toy was pairing Bo-Katan. And it was one of those like offshoot toys. It wasn't like a black series or anything. Uh, one of those licensed toys, but it was Bo-Katan with that type of ship. So that makes a lot of sense if it's her. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so honestly, I don't really have a whole lot to say. I think you're right, John, though, on that poster specifically, though, the the way they're facing it, it shows unity between the Mandalorian people. That's pretty awesome. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, cocaine. <laughs> cocaine bear coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing that movie, man. And that movie was marketed way more than Solo was. So Alden Ehrenreich's like, finally. All right. You're marketing a movie. I, I mean, I, cool. I'm not particularly attracted to it i'm like this doesn't this doesn't look great to me but what i what i saw in uh this interview was really fun for multiple reasons um the first one being that uh alton aaron reich was asked about solo meeting back up with lord and miller if he's aware of a um resurgence in like the fandom behind solo he said yes um, and also that uh, it's sort of become the most underrated Star Wars movie uh, among fans. So what a transition, James. <laughs> we got a comment there. Um, no, Lacey, what are your thoughts on uh, uh, these comments from Alden Ehrenreich about uh, the love for Solo? I'm going to let John start. John, thoughts? Um, it, it's, it's like one of those things where you're like, so close it's almost like they tell him he can't actually say it because he said i wonder if he did though because Jonas isn't allowed to say it anymore so i wonder if an email went out that was like we know you've seen this please do not engage yeah because he (laughs) said he goes his quote is olden ehrenreich goes you definitely have those things happening on the internet over the last few years and it feels like a shift uh so it's just so funny because people message me they're like you guys did this. You you did this. And I'm like, well, kind of, but it's like it took on a natural life of its own because people fell in love with the movie um, that maybe didn't give it a chance at first or whatever. We've said, we've talked all about it, but the hearing him say those words about how he's seen it floating around stuff because he hasn't been a big social media guy. He just got Instagram. 
Um, it's a really she cool takes beautiful see. photos, by the way, like yeah. really stunning photos. And it's just like it's just one of those things where, you know, it's like it's so close to him, like saying makes a little too happen. And, that you know, he doesn't need to say that. But pair that with his, his comments about how he would love to come back and really play that that version of Han that we know, like the guy clearly wants to do it again. And it's just like I know there's going to be more interviews as this cocaine bear movie's coming out. And he's going to say people more people are going to ask him about it, because as we all know, anyone who's ever been in Star Wars, anytime they're promoting anything else. They're going to get asked about Star Wars because reporters are nerds like us and people love Star Wars. They want to ask about it. And I'm glad they do. And clicks. Uh, yeah. So Kevin Pollowy here. Uh, uh, Kevin, I apologize if I'm not pronouncing your last name right, but great job asking him about it. And he honestly just was like, it was a goofy interview. But at that moment, he was like, oh, yeah, he like really felt sentimental. And then O'Shea Jackson Jr., I, you know, uh, the, the reports were that he went out for Lando and I don't think anyone had a shot against Donald Glover, but he got in Star Wars anyway. He got to be Roken in Obi-Wan, which is cool. So he got to be his own character, which might even be cooler in the long run for him. We'll see. But hearing Alden say that stuff brought warm feelings to my heart, to quote Yoda. Um, I, there's not much else to say. Everyone knows how I feel about it, how much I support him, and how much I hope he gets back in the vest and behind the wheel of the Falcon. So uh, very, very cool. Uh, I'm really excited to have just seen this, and I hope... He's, he's asked more about it the way John Kasdan was when Willow was coming out. Cause the more these quotes come out and the more of them come together and keep saying this stuff, Disney can't ignore it forever. So mm -hmm. it's funny. You caught that at the end too. the, the O'Shea Jackson jr. Comment. I yep. was like, where's the full version of this? Cause I want to see if they keep talking about that at all. Um, you said rumors are that he went out for Lando. It was either in the Yahoo article or someone else said yeah he was up for the lando part um so see i i i don't feel like that really fits at all and i was trying to think who would he play and and i was like kind of curious if it was the um dryden voss role um because originally it was michael k williams yeah and i was like okay like you know maybe they were looking for someone who too, too, is intimidating and O'Shea yeah. Jackson Jr. is a big and intimidating guy. I mean, his dad is ice cube, like, <laughs> you know? So I was like, yeah. maybe, maybe that was a possibility. And he was trying to get the Dryden Voss role. Cause I, I don't, I don't see him as Lando and I don't see him selling himself as Lando either. So I don't know. I was just interested in, in that. Cause that's the first time I'd heard, but I loved watching the interview because I was like, this is crazy. This is you're, I'm not putting this together, but this is two Star Wars actors like sitting right next to each other. It's like these two characters could very easily interact at the age that they're at, because even timeline wise, they're right. You know, Solo and Kenobi like match up. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. I was kind of excited to see the two of them together because it made me think that like you could see Kenobi characters in the solo Disney plus spinoff show and all this. I, I don't know. It just kind of got me excited seeing the two of them sit next to each other. Lisa, oh, wait, James, James, real quick, just to confirm it. Uh, Weintraub, the Collider uh, guy, he interviewed mm -hmm. him in 2021 and O'Shea Jackson Jr. confirmed he auditioned for Lando. Uh, all right. OK. Um. Lacey, thoughts on those comments? We do have some comments from John Roca in the, in the comments about how Alden is just playing tousling your hair, Johnny, talking about Solo 2 and getting you excited. <laughs> yeah. What really is he is. saying? What is Roca saying? What is this? He's saying you're getting tickled under your chin. Alden's flirting with you. 
Oh, of course he is. is. He, he's, yeah. yeah, he's teasing the idea. He, he knows you know. Roka, when are we going to get together and, and talk baseball? Come on, let's go. All Please. right. <laughs> um, my thoughts on Alden are, first of all, I'm happy to see him happy and doing movies and, and being on press tours to start. Like, he's so talented that he's one of those actors that you're like, why isn't he in more things? Um, so I'm pumped to see him just like on the press tour. Uh, that being said, I am so happy that Kevin, if you're, if you ever watch this, Kevin, thank you for asking this question. I think the more that it gets in front of him and the more he gets to hear it, I think the better. I don't think he ever doubted his abilities to play this character or even the performance that he gave or how good the movie is. But you can't help but wonder like if he saw some of the negative stuff online, even if he's not online. So every time someone goes up to him and says, yo, man, I want more solo. I want to see you continue this part. And to see him post on Instagram, uh, you know, his DL44 being like, oh, part past experience type thing and like kind of making a joke out of it. Like I was Han Solo. It just really makes me happy. It makes me happy to hear because um, I think a lot of actors in Star Wars have not had the best experiences because people have such an ownership over these characters that they don't take the time to realize that like these are people <laughs> that are playing these characters and that are a part of these movies. Um, but away from that, I, I think that his answer was very positive. I think these conversations are happening, guys. I don't think that they're not. Um, you can't have something like Make Solo 2 happen, uh, a fan campaign trend, you know, three years uh, worldwide trend, trend randomly in Australia a couple weeks ago. Like you can't have these things just constantly be brought in, being brought up in articles, in interviews, all over the place, and not have that conversation happen at some point. Um, and we know from our own experiences that people know about it at Lucasfilm, and people are rooting for it as well. And they've been telling us to keep talking about it. And I think Alden's basically saying like, keep talking about it without saying keep talking about it mm -hmm. um because again he's on camera and he's on another project but i wish nothing but the best for him and for his career and i really do hope he gets to play han again and we're going to keep pushing for it and and celebrating that movie for what it is which is an awesome adventure we yep. rework that lando series get them all involved yeah i mean i think that's i i have a very hard time believing that he never plays Han again. I just, that's too hard right. to believe that they just have this person that can't, they can't manage to somehow work him in somehow. I don't know. Um, Lacey, do we by any chance have any super chats? We do. So I apologize. Oh, Cause oh, good. So when people send in super chats, just know it's not that we don't see them. It's that we wait for uh, the right part to bring bring them in so you get the time when we discuss them so mm -hmm. freezy 2324 thank you so much for your super chat they said uh do you think a future movie could involve cg luke or leia or han taking on thrawn kind of a culmination of the mandover slash thon thrawn trilogy remake john what do you think no chance um i i thank and thank you for the super chat you, you're mm -hmm. always popping in here freezy so if that's your real name but uh <laughs> thank you very much no i i just that I think would be crossing the line too far to taking advantage of people's likeness. Like there's a line to walk where it's like James Earl Jones's voice and he signed off on them using it. That's awesome. Uh, peppering Luke here and there as a supporting thing for Mando. 
cool. But like being like, we got Han, Luke, and Leia coming back. They're all CG. Carrie Fisher's dead, but we're bringing her back. And like that, I think that would really rub people the wrong way, including myself. I think that'd be, I think it'd be a little much. If they did an animated series, that's a different ball game. But it sounds like you're talking like a live action with these deep fake CG things. I think that for me, just me personally, that's too far. That's too much. I, I think that would be crossing the line. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think it, it just seems that we, if they were ever, if they ever wanted to do this, we need to be further in computer graphics than we are. Um, it would need to be to a point where we just accept all computer graphics is like, oh, it's just lifelike. We want to put that person in the movie. You're going to put it in the movie, and you're not going to be able to tell no way whatsoever like kind of how we are right now with a lot of background stuff not everything but you'd be surprised how many things are visual effects that you can't tell because we've kind of mastered what that background is supposed to look like right background replacement and stuff um so i'm saying like we're not quite there yet and it, it when we're whenever we get to that point where just cg is like you know people on youtube are like making their own stories and stuff like then you're gonna see companies try to take over the property but at this point right now it's too much of an undertaking they'd be spending way too much money to try to bring these characters to life they're not going to get look right or they're not going to look they're going to look good but they're not going to look right and therefore they're going to be open to criticism it's just not a good not a good plan i think john's right if they ever did this it's going to be animated somehow um i don't know against thrawn because i think right now they're setting up for mando and ahsoka and all them to go up against thrawn so uh, but hey I am a hundred percent behind the next animated series, like after Bad Batch, whatever they announce, that should be original trilogy with the with the three main characters. That'd be cool that would be yeah. on their own adventure. Yeah. Um, and make turn that into the next like computers animated series. Yeah. Um, that would but be cool. I don't but I don't think so, Freezy. Yeah. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, I can't say anything better than what these guys just said. I agree with everything they said. Boom. Um I think it's just <laughs> We're not there yet. We'll get there someday. But currently right now, I think the stories are kind of going in a different place that it's not going to happen right now. Uh, but thank you so much. Back to James. Oh, uh, yeah, we have one more story, actually. Um, now, uh, we want to get to our last section and we are running a little bit on time. So let's talk about this real quick. Um, did Disney by any chance reveal plans for more Ahsoka uh, series or yeah, seasons uh at the earnings call presentation um now this was this was an article we saw by the direct and i gotta jump in right away just to start this this story off yeah i think so <laughs> i feel like this that's like interesting this of a, you to say i didn't think you would say that so go on well I like this. okay well this. i'll take you on the journey so to, and i'll, I'll explain take it you on the journey let's go oh, man Jesus, it was a journey for me. take me on let's go <laughs> yeah. So they, they put out this image that was like, these are the titles, these are the brands, you know, the Mandalorian in parentheses, season three, Star Wars, you know, and then they did other ones too for all these different other series. They just say, you know, White Man Can't Jump, 20th Century, uh, Flaming Hot, Searchlight Pictures, you know, they did all these things. Um, I saw Ahsoka season one and I was like, okay, now they could very easily just be confirming that it is a television show as opposed to something else. 
you know, sometimes when we hear people say season one, we think, oh, that implies there's a season two. They would just say it's a limited series. So just them saying season one confirms something, but it doesn't because all series that are just them one, that's the first season. That's just an industry term. What I found interesting was, is I said, what we really need to do is we need to go back and look at the, the, the chart for like when Mandalorian or something was listed to see if they listed it as Mandalorian season one or just the Mandalorian. And before I even did that, I looked down and saw they have secret invasion and skeleton crew listed as just what it is without season one listed after it. And then I thought, well, that's it. That's that's it. it. They just botched it. it. Uh, So since Skeleton Crew is not season one, then that confirms that they have plans to do season two of Ahsoka for me. I'm like, Filoni's like, are you surprised? "Ah!" Like, I've got 10 seasons. I am sort of surprised. Like, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it in, in, you know, time to come. And obviously, celebrations coming around we're going to learn so much more there but it's interesting to me because i'm like okay well now you're going to get ahsoka then the culmination of all the other things and then ahsoka season two so how much longer is the character going to be around because i'm still pretty dead set on they're going to kill her in live action or however she ends her time in the mortal realm whatever they want to do they don't have to kill Mm -hmm. her but um it's going to happen in live action. So what are your guys' thoughts on this? Are you with me? They did confirm it, or is this just a, yeah, a slip-up, a goof? I I don't know if I can add anything. I think, I think, James, you're right, just based on how they list other things. It's about I the mean, journey. It, <laughs> it, it huh. could be a mistake. They could have made it. I don't think so. Things like this quarterly calls, they get triple-checked, all the stuff that they, they say. Um and we've had some flubs in the past from Chapek and so I don't think this was it. I think that there is more than one season and I think they put it on there because they want them to know more is coming and to invest in Disney. Um, yeah, I agree with you, James. Which my quick thoughts on this, I have three quick points. One, you know, they must be feeling really good about the production of that show and post-production. Uh, two, it's a loaded sh- series with so many characters, including the ghost crew. And if there's, if they're going to thread it into the Mando, that's a lot to do and just say, it's, that's it, these episodes and that's it. So it makes sense from that perspective. And then, yeah, James, your point about, you know, Ahsoka eventually dies and we know um, in rise of Skywalker, as far as we understand how that stuff works, she's dead and she's part of the living force or whatever you want to call it. The, the, mm. Force nether world. I don't know. But well, a super Force chat from Aaron just says, Yeah, super <laughs> yeah, chat from Aaron just said, never enough Ahsoka. And that's the thing. So they know if they kill her in that series, that ends that. And there's no chance unless she comes back as like a force ghost cameo and stuff. So uh if they're if they're like tossing around the idea of a second Kenobi series, this makes way more sense to do a second season of, even though right. we haven't seen it. Um you know that obviously Filoni's got a, a a higher pay grade these days over as a creative mm-hmm. executive there. So um, I I think you're right. I, I think it's it's a not a mistake like a misprint. I think it's something they didn't realize. Like this is telling people something. 
Um, and then the skeleton crew thing is the tell uh, because that just is like you said, James, just that. So, so that's the other part of this story that I don't think people are looking at because they're going, Oh, Ahsoka season two now is in talks or they're confirming that's planned to be. But now we also have the information based on the same evidence. Skeleton crew is not going to be an ongoing series. That's a one right. and done thing. Right. And the, the only thing that I'm like, Oh, I'm not sure about is, does that mean we're definitely getting Book of Boba Fett season two? Because you know those rap gifts at season one, Book of Boba Fett. I believe they there was reports about Book of Boba Fett season one and stuff. Yeah, that's besides that's besides it. I, I do think there's more. There's going to be more than one season now of Ahsoka. I didn't think so because they advertised it as a special limited series. Looks like they're really are leaning into the heavy IP stuff because. But I- but it makes instead me of making a random the, series, it's let's do Ahsoka yeah. too. But it makes me curious about Skeleton Crew as well. Like you bring in Jude Law, okay? Well, he's not returning. You know, you bring in like you're setting up these kids as characters who could grow with Star Wars. Like, are you just planning that they're going to start being in the Mandalorian from this point on? Is is Skeleton Crew kind of being like a book of a fet? Like we're gonna set sidestep for a second, but then they're just gonna be basically part of the main Mando storyline. Like, Maybe. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Um, whereas Ahsoka is like, nah, man, <laughs> once we introduce Rebels crew and stuff, we're going on our own yeah. world over there. We're mm-hmm. leaving mm-hmm. Mando for a while until yeah. we get to that point where we want to come back. I don't know. Yeah. It's, all, it's all quite interesting. Also, X-Men 97 getting a second season. So <laughs> that's not out yet, but it says season one. So get excited. All right. All right, guys, that is it for Resistance Report this week. Um, what are we doing next? We have one more super chat before we head into oh, our next section. Right. So thank you to Qui-Gon Jay. Thank you so much. Who asked, has Filoni himself said that Ahsoka is in fact dead? I'm going to quickly answer this one. I don't know if he said it publicly, but for the three of us, we brought on uh, Taylor Gray, who plays Ezra uh, in Rebels onto the show and we talked to him specifically about the ending of the Skywalker saga in the rise of Skywalker and all the Jedi that are speaking there. And Ahsoka speaks there. And he had asked directly to Dave Filoni, why isn't Ezra heard at the end of the movie? And he said, it's because the people that are there are dead or have moved on. So then that would mean Ahsoka is dead. That would also mean Ezra's alive. Ezra's alive. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. that's where that came from. It came from Filoni's mouth to Taylor's mouth to us. Um, so has he said it publicly? No, but we're taking his word for it that yeah. that conversation takes place. And the way Taylor spoke about his relationship with Dave, like they have a lot of back and forth conversations about Ezra and about Star Wars in general. So um, it was a super interesting episode. If you have a chance, uh, definitely go check it out. On yep. Spotify or Apple Podcasts, preferably. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Um, all right, then what section are we moving into next? So, guys, we are going to do, I think this is the first time we've ever done it live. Uh, it is time for Resistance Transmissions. <laughs> all right, guys, for those of you that don't know, because I think it's been a little bit. Uh, this is resistance transmissions. So, so this is where John puts up a crazy, wacky situation on Twitter, and you guys give your answers. And I don't know what the scenario is. I don't know what you said. And we read them live. <laughs> we see how it goes. Uh, sometimes I've been able to get through them. Sometimes I'm not. <laughs> so it's a good time. 
Um, all right. So this week's scenario, situation, if you will, uh, which, by the way, you just came back and it takes place in Paris and London it is amazing. Speaking. Oh, of oh, God. I had to stop watching that show after season three. Oh, my God. It's so <laughs> good. Oh, this is just season four. So did you not watch all of season three or did you watch? I did. I did. Oh, it's God. So it's oh, so good. How, how many how many episodes a, a season are there? Maybe eight, like ten, like nine 10? to thirteen. Okay. Yeah. So John's like, after thirty six hours, I just had to give it up. <laughs> I was like Walking Dead after season four. I'm like, enough of this crap with these people. Just jog, and you'll be fine. Anyway, uh, this is not the place for that. But if you want to talk about you, head over to Twitter. I'll, I'll chat with you. Um, anyway, that being said, situation is uh, Grogu is trying to get into a club. <laughs> All right. He's a baby trying to get into the club. Uh, but the bouncers don't think he's old enough. So he goes out the following week and gets a fake ID. What is the full name he chooses <laughs> for his fake ID, McLovin? <laughs> I, I hope no one takes this, but my first thought is his rapper name would be Lil Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> And he is old enough to be in a club. He's 50. Of course, baby is like the new little now because there's like a bunch of babies, right? Oh, my God. I just want to take a second to comment that Michelle. Hello, Michelle again. Hello. Uh, she said, I had to use the word situation with my students the other day. And I said it just like lazy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. All right. So first up is Neil Shaw at Neil Shaw. Hey, Neil Shaw. What up, Neil? He said, McLovin Daddy Mando. McLovin Daddy Mando and I only picked one McLovin there was like five I was like guys super bad I made that movie my personality when that movie came out all right nerdy underscore Seb at Seb oh Sebast 81300 said Grogu the Hut since we know Huts like to party you know who likes (laughs) to party the Huts like to party all right so then Joey Sack yeah I That's like a, a party in my tuxedo t-shirt. No, I'm thinking of um, uh, Hot Rod. Oh, I'm thinking go, of Ricky Bobby. They go around and they're like, like, and I like to party. He's like, no, only I like to party. None of you party. I like, oh, he goes, I like to think of my Jesus in a tuxedo t-shirt. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it That's says, I'm formal, yet I'm here to party. <laughs> anyway, um, Joey Sack. What up, Joey? He said, Yoda, just Yoda. He snuck back into Luke's Jedi school and snagged Yoda's old ID and his <laughs> lightsaber. Hashtag resistance transmissions. That, makes that would sense. actually be pretty smart. Yeah, right. Stephen right. A. Bowman at Stephen A. Bowman. Hey, Stephen. How's it going? Um, he wrote emoji of hand wave. And he said, you don't need to see. Oh, okay. Emoji hand wave. <laughs> you don't need to see this identification. He is free to go about his business. Move along. How That's does he say that? Imagine he hasn't said anything the whole series, and this is what he says. He's like, you do not need to see my identification. Um, Tony Rossi's up. What up, Tony? At Tony Rossi Media. He says, Fartles Mick Frog Eater. I thought it said Farties. <laughs> John. Oh, my God. Do you know, what, you know what's weird about the name Farties? It's, John's it's about Fartles. to snort. But I thought it was Farties. In the Ahsoka novel, she like hangs out with these people and they're called the Farties. And I can't. 
it i'm like why did the, this author choose the name of this family to be the farties <laughs> i can't do it i like to uh, farty yeah oh my god yeah that's for michelle that's for, for sure. michelle that's how you full circle a podcast baby <laughs> kylo 10 at fulcrumandor what up they said grogu skywalker <laughs> could you imagine he just looks to the side and just looks back and the guy's like what are you what are you looking at and he's like grogu skywalker <laughs> oh i hate that ending uh andrew staley's up at deuce underscore staley what up andrew he said myra trunks <laughs> 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 For those of you that don't know, <laughs> James' that's my, Twitter handle. That's is my Twitter Trump. handle. But I like that he made it like the girl's name, Myra. Yeah, yeah. M Y R A. Yeah. Uh, and then my brother more... used to tease me. He always used to say Mariah Trunks. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd say, "Yes, she's a queen. I will take that." <laughs> is it Christmas yet? Uh, more fifty one fifty at more fifty one fifty said Mick Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> Mick Nasty. <laughs> Mick Nasty. Uh, uh these were awesome. Thank you guys so much. I love this segment. Uh next time we I gotta try to or we gotta try. I shouldn't do it, but James or John have to try to get these into the little banners so people can see what people said. Uh, oh yes. yeah, I didn't even feel yeah. that, that. But that being said, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. And if you want to be a part next time, you can follow us on Twitter, but on any social channel at TRB Podcasts and just look out for the situation. Back to you, John. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening, watching. Just being a part of TRB means a great deal to us. Spread the word. Tell your friends. Um, especially we have Mando Fan Show coming up. We're very excited about that. And always hitting you with two episodes a week, no matter what's going on. Uh, and of course, our extra stuff on Patreon. So if you like what we do and you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Tiers start at just $5 per month. You can get your topics on the show. A lot of cool perks, rewards, benefits, and the community in our Discord at Tier 3 and up. A lot of great stuff. So check us out. And just the support allows us to do a lot of things that we wouldn't be able to do otherwise. So again, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast we appreciate that um and subscribe to the show whether it's your preferred audio podcast apps we're all over there rate us there and of course like we've been pushing the youtube channel youtube.com slash at the resistance broadcast um and, and speaking of the patrons i gotta do a special shout out as we always do here to our generals and the spice runners our generals carmelo john reese jetta rosewater frank grande darth hurricane nick kratz christian Mor morales brian smith matt Chitty, danny Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, <laughs> Brandon McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, Paul Sullivan, Aaron Ellington, Diana, Ivar, and Micah Harrison. Spice yes. Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Ryan Warr, Dave Hornack, Thomas Hennessy, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, and Michael Fry. Uh, thank you all so much for being with us today. We'll be back Monday uh, with an episode where we're going to bring back our game, Who Are You?, which is the Star Wars movie quote guessing game. It's going to be Everybody's me versus Gillerin. game. Me versus Gillerin. <laughs> that means James is getting the questions for us. So the quotes. Oh, I've got them. Um, and as you know, uh, <laughs> oh, James, I, oh, I've got them. James, why don't, don't you worry. Looked him up earlier. <laughs> Good, because we're about to record it. <laughs> yeah. uh, but James, uh, since we already referenced you before, where can people find you on social media? Well, according to Andrew Staley, you can find me at Myra Trunks on Twitter and Instagram. Right on. And uh, 
happy early birthday to Lacey. Your birthday is Sunday. Uh, so do you have any, any big plans this weekend? I'm going to make my own cake this year. <laughs> okay. What flavor? That's what I'm excited about. I'm doing a Funfetti cake, two layers. Oh, very good. Very I'm good. Making very my good. own buttercream frosting. I'm very excited. Flavor on the is ice cream? Why? Oh, yeah, my lights just fell. What? But wait a minute. Why isn't your birthday on a Saturday this year? I don't. I'm so oh confused. my gosh. Just let that go. It's so old. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as old as you are. Oh. Well, but you're, you're another, getting there, Lacey. Another you're year another closer. year older. So, yeah. I'm the so, youngest one on this podcast. I will, I will always yeah. be the youngest. All right. Here's the deal. Keep your we'll life back Monday. What are you talking about? <laughs> with another episode. So everyone enjoy your weekends and we'll see you next time right here on TRB. See you around kids.